What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. Sometimes that means to take on more struggle, commit to sticking it out uphill so you reach places few get the touch. That's how you get to flow through the struggle. Before we get started, don't forget to share the show with somebody that would appreciate it, somebody that you can help, somebody that you think will resonate with some of the things that we talk about. Let's get started. Many times we think of doing something, we think about the difficulty of starting, the amount of effort it will take, the strain it will take to change from our current state to being in that activity and the magnitude of shift that that is. But usually when we finish that activity that we initially hesitated to begin, we can't imagine not having done it. We're so glad we started it and went through it. There's a different view from the other side of doing something. There is a gratifying sense of peace, gratitude, relief, and all the other adjectives to describe feelings I can't come up with right now. But you know that feeling once you've gotten on the other side of doing the thing that you first didn't want to do. And as someone who finds it difficult to begin things, but so glad while I'm doing it and super grateful once it's done, like I get lost as soon as I'm in something And I'm even 20 minutes into it. I can't imagine how I was avoiding it in the first place. But I still face that difficulty starting. And in that beginning state, I try to remind myself of that after feeling as much as possible. I try to anchor myself to it. So what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to accomplish actually pulls me from the end state versus me trying to push towards it. I try to anchor myself to that after feeling. And mainly, I try to think about what that me on the other side is now able to see. What he's able to feel capable of. And how much more of me is expanded. And how much more of me I'm now able to expand from that expanded state. It's an exponential ripple effect. It's not that getting to the after state is a state. It's more about how that after state is the beginning, a ripple effect into more states, and how not beginning is holding myself back from a view that leads to more views on the other side. I block myself from infinite possibilities of that. See, I've never met anyone who regretted a workout. Never met someone who regretted a productive day of work when they got something done that moved them closer to something. That's actually what got me thinking about this. At the end of every night, you come across mirrors on the way to bed. Whether that's brushing your teeth, taking a shower, or however you get ready for bed. You have a moment when you either look at, are in front of, or pass by a mirror. And maybe you don't realize it because you're so accustomed to the routine. You do it on autopilot. 
you fail to see how those moments where you're around the mirror, how it's such a powerful moment that lends to this point I'm trying to make. Whether you look at the mirror with harsh eyes or, and judge yourself or whether you allow yourself grace at the end of the day and be grateful for what you have and what you are, no matter how much you skew it with your own perspective, the mirror reflects something that is a bit of reality. It reflects back to you a bit of reality untouched by your bias. That can be a metric on how you're faring in life. David Goggins talks about his mirror being his accountability. And this is what I'm referring to about the power in those moments where we come across mirrors, especially at the end of the day, especially when there's inventory that can be had and made. There's days where I'm not as productive, where I don't accomplish what I set out to do, or I let myself down in some other regard. Those days, there's a part of me that knows it. And I'm almost avoidant of the mirror because I know it will reflect back that disappointment in my eyes. Then there are days I believe in myself more because I showed up for myself throughout the day. I did move forward some things I had been avoiding or I made a bit of progress on something significant. Those days, that same part of me knows as well. And that part of me is in somewhat of a tranquil state and more optimistic about how tangible that goal feels. This feeling is indescribable. It makes me drool just thinking about it. I get this warm, cooling sensation in my chest, imagining and connecting to that feeling. That feeling after of a day well spent. So regardless of what comes of the effort on those days, the days well spent, and what outcome those days lead to, the feeling after on those two very contrasting days, the one where I spent well and I could look at myself in the mirror and the one that I didn't and I find it difficult to look in the mirror, the, the feeling after on those days the, the contrasting feeling on those two separate days is reason enough to do whatever I need to do so I can feel more of the ones that come on the good day, so I can have more of that good after feeling. And in those moments where I find myself distracted and off course throughout the day, I connect to the fact that I'm behaving in a way that does not support earning that feeling after at the end of that night. The feelings after, at the end of each and every day, the feelings felt even in the pauses of the silence in the day, not just necessarily at the end of the day, that feeling after has become the motivation itself to do my part. Instead of the goalpost that triggers my dopamine from accomplishment to being a far-off goal, I have found the secret to my commitment level, to what I do begin, is celebrating incremental progress. It's celebrating the small steps and inches. 
and in feeling the high of that accomplishment by staying true to the mission on a daily basis. See, contrary to popular belief of setting big goals, you should set goals you can actually achieve. You can have intentions for things that are longer than three months or a year. For those big goals, you can have intentions for them. But goals are to be timely and should be attainable. That's how you build the momentum of experiencing this feeling after along the way. Along hitting all the small mini daily goals, knowing that about yourself at the end of each night, that you are hitting those small mini goals. And then basking in that glory of that feeling daily, knowing you are the kind of person that does what you set out to do. If you just set arbitrary intentions as goals, your brain will try to figure out with the current given parameters how to solve for that long-term intention. With your current available tool belt, your current resources. If you want to make 10 million a year, you can't set that as a goal to make by next year if you've never made $10 million before because you don't know exactly how to chart that goal down to breakable steps to execute on a daily basis. You've never done it before. The best thing to do is to think of what you can accomplish in the next three months. That's what a goal is. The 10 million thing can still be an intention because what you can accomplish in the next three months keeps you connected to your current state and what you can reasonably execute and attain. And then you work on that three-month goal daily. And what keeps you working on it is that feeling you get after each day, knowing you did your part. And that this part actually tangibly contributes to reaching an attainable goal in three months. If you set out that $10 million goal, your brain can't chart its way to $10 million And we'll stop pursuing that dopamine hit. We'll stop pursuing the goal. And with that, the after feeling, it will stop pursuing and you will stop experiencing that feeling because your brain won't know if what you're doing actually gets you to the $10 million intention. So how could you get that dopamine hit of accomplishment on a daily basis? You may be doing a bunch of different tasks But there's that part of you that you cannot fool. You can't trick your brain into delivering good feelings that it only gets through purposeful work. You can't trick your way to that feeling after. And that feeling after has kept me grounded my entire life. No matter the difficulty of the workout, no matter the complexity of the task, no matter the length of time it takes to become good at a particular skill, no matter the resistance my unique temperament and my nature presents to mastering something, whether I'm not musically inclined or I'm not necessarily, I don't see myself a certain type of way, no matter the resistance, no matter my historical performance, no matter my failures, what has allowed me to minimize the importance of all of these things and still go at it another day to keep trying is that that almost addiction that I have to the feeling after. 
the feeling I get when I know I have gone after all of these things, no matter the result they delivered, that I have gone after them as much as I know I can. And I can't fool that part of me. The feeling of being able to look myself in the eyes and know with the truth that I showed up. And that showing up itself fills the bucket. It's not the result. And showing up more fills the bucket more. And showing up harder fills the bucket faster. Again, no matter how many trees you actually cut down, and I'm not saying the outcome doesn't matter at all. Of course, you got to keep your axe sharp and hit quantitative metrics. But still, no matter the number achieved, nothing takes away from kicking your feet up at the end of the night and feeling that exhaustion from a well-spent day, knowing you spent it well. No matter how many trees were actually cut down, no matter the result. And in our age of knowledge work, that exhaustion might be different. Some say you should be so exhausted that you shouldn't be able to form a coherent sentence at the end of the day. That knowing that you depleted your battery bank for the day in pursuit of non-frivolous matters is the true metric that part of you knows. That's the one that lets you sleep at night. Let's you look in the mirror with confidence and comfort. All things are worth doing just for that feeling after. Ask yourself what has allowed you to feel this way in the past. Determine what you need to be, do, say, not do, to be able to feel more of that feeling at the end of every day. So you can have that feeling in those quiet moments to trust yourself in becoming your own deliverer of joy at the end of each day. No matter what it tangibly changes in your world, all that is second to that daily feeling. The connection to that feeling, the daily commitment to it, is what will get the tangible realities to shift. Again, like that mirror. The frequency of connection to this feeling is a good gauge on how you're doing in life. More days means you're heading in the right direction. It's very difficult to fool your brain in evolutionary biology. If you experience more days of this good feeling, it's a good measure on that direction and your overall progress in life. And even though you can't fool yourself into this feeling by telling yourself you are actually supporting yourself and your goals... You can and need to chunk down each goal into smaller milestones, daily milestones that are small contributions to that overall effort. And celebrating those small contributions is what keeps that good feeling around and what keeps you committed. But again, you can't fool yourself. You have to actually know. Connect and then believe that the smallest contribution is in line with serving that larger goal. Or the task that you did, that you completed, won't contribute to that feeling. Just being busy doesn't fill the bucket. If it did, all the people with busy jobs would be ecstatic at the end of each day. But instead they are dreadful 
because they can't see how another meaningless meeting or another mundane task actually contributes to their overall life. And that lack of good feeling is from that part of you knowing and keeping it real with you that you aren't contributing to the overall purpose of your life. You do many years of this and people call it burnout. Oh, I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out. I hate that word. I hate this thought process. You aren't burnt out. You're just not doing what makes you come alive. You don't see a point in what you're doing. People slave over a stove for 20 hours a day. I've seen people break cement walls with a small hammer for 20 hours a day. I don't want to hear about your first world burnouts. The whole concept is a misnomer. It's pointing to the lack of this feeling. That's what you're calling burnout. It's the mirror telling you that what you are doing is not filling your buckets. That it is not supportive of what some part of you wants you to become. And your busyness is not fooling anyone. You're cutting down the wrong trees and there's no remedy for that dread at the end of the night other than recalibrating what it is that you go to work on the next day. Changing that accordingly. Let that feeling be your guide. Let it guide your sights. Set your clock to it. No matter the difficulty of the task, no matter the effort required, if you have felt this feeling on the other side, the work is worth doing to feel it again. If that means for you, you have to jump rope for an hour straight or shut out the world and type away for hours or work on something creative that may or may not even get noticed, that feeling after for you becomes your lifeblood. Not the views, not the recognition, not the compensation. All those are rewards for exceptional effort. They cannot be the driver. The only driver is that feeling inside of you that lets you know at the end of the day whether you met your standards or not. Think about it. Even if you did get all the notoriety, met the standards of recognition, paid handsomely and were fawned over, if you didn't meet your own threshold of excellence, that mirror will be difficult to look at no matter what anyone else sees in you. That feeling will be missing. Let that feeling be your guide. Optimize for that energy. Forget results. Shift your life and your behaviors to optimize for whatever gets you more of this energy. The world would be in a different place if we didn't drown out that feeling at the end of every day with drugs and distraction. You need a drink at the end of every day so that nightly meeting in the mirror is muddled. It's how you drown out that nightly accountability. Disturb that connection with knowing how tired you really are when you kick your feet up. And then you use this noise to blur reality. Just so you can get yourself up the next day and go on and do your meaningless existence all over again. You drown it all to survive.
you know there's no fooling yourself, but you can sedate the volume. There's two questions for you to recap this, to ask yourself, what would you be doing if you kept that feeling after in mind? And question two, what would you not do if the clarity of how you want to feel after and what it made you feel after, if that clarity was afforded to you up front? Love you, family. Don't forget to share the show. See you in the next one.